Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... of medicine has today rendered harmless certain plagues and diseases, prolonged life, and is now exploring the particles that make up mankind. But our search to understand the human brain brings science to a halt. Perhaps because, as Ambrose Bierce tells us, the mind has nothing but itself to know itself with. Small comfort. Yet a possible explanation why the true story of Jessica Worth may never be known. What is your name? Jessica Worth. Where do you live? Um, uh, I'm not sure. It's just on the corner of my memory. It'll come back to me. Do you live alone or with your parents, your mother and father? Don't ask me that. Don't ask me that. <laughs> drama, Who is Jessica Worth, based on a true happening, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars Marion Seldes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Did you ever see concrete cowboys that kind of keep their horses under the hood? Well, CBS TV's got a pair going town to town with itchy feet looking for the road to Easy Street and always finding trouble. They're Jerry Reed and Jeffrey Scott, and they're about as close as two coats of paint. They're fun-loving fighters and semi-do riders, but one thing concrete cowboys ain't is boring, and that's no mechanical bullet. Concrete Cowboy premieres Saturday at 10, 9 Central and Mountain on CBS television. Some job. Standing all day. And now I've got hemorrhoids. Better not neglect them. I was hoping they'd go away. When I get a flare-up, Preparation H often gives me fast temporary relief from pain and itch. You have hemorrhoids? Lots of people do. But Preparation H even helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissues caused by inflammation. I'll try Preparation H tonight. Good morning. Ready for the big sale today? Thanks to Preparation H. Preparation H relieves pain and itch, even helps shrink swelling. He was only as directed. Winston Churchill, Albert Einstein, Nelson Rockefeller, Bruce Jenner, Thomas Edison, Leonardo da Vinci. These people, and many other brilliant, talented, creative people, overcame a form of learning disability. This is Pat Collins for the Foundation for Children with Learning Disabilities. There are over 10 million children in this country who are learning disabled, and they can be helped to overcome their learning differences. We owe it to them and to ourselves. Some of these children can be our country's future doctors, lawyers, artists, scientists, and politicians. You can help children with learning disabilities. Please send a contribution to SCLD, 99 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10016. That's SCLD, 99 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10016. This account came to light some years ago. The story baffled the police and physicians then, and it baffles them now. A young lady, whom we shall call Jessica Worth, suddenly developed the most unusual powers, but only when she was not herself. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Follow me to a room in a hospital where a young doctor is checking his patient's pulse. Good, good, good. Everything's fine. Pulse is fine. How are we feeling today, Jessica? Not better than yesterday. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, let me see. Uh-huh. Chart looks pretty good, too. I feel pretty good, Dr. Curran, when people come to see me, but... 
But I don't feel so good when I'm alone. Well, don't the nurses and the residents visit you regularly? It's part of their training. Yeah, but they're so... Uh, how can I call it? Impersonal, you know? I mean, nobody says much to me. Well, let me just check those bandages, huh? Oh, yes, yes, that's fine. I think you're healing well. Dr. Curran. Yes, Jessica. You don't think I'm stupid, do you? No, no, you're anything but that. It wasn't all your fault you fell off that horse. Maybe it was a little stupid to ride it under a tree branch, but those things happen. But that's what I mean. I don't remember any of that. Not a thing. Not a thing. I accepted what you told me. That's how I got this concussion. But I cannot remember ever being on a horse. Well, you weren't for very long. No, but don't you see, I don't even remember ever having learned how to ride. What do your aunt and uncle say? Who? Aunt and uncle, Uncle Albert, uh, Aunt Emily. Well, I've seen them both, usually separately, but they talk about things I don't remember at all. Uh They say they're not going to let me ride on any of the horses at the farm for a long time. (laughs) Is that so surprising? Well, it is to me. I've never been on a farm. I don't remember riding that horse. I don't even recognize them as my uncle and my aunt. Who am I, Dr. Curran? If they're my relatives, why don't I know that? Well, you don't remember anything? If you didn't call me Jessica, I wouldn't even know that's my name. Yes, it's certainly the result of the concussion. Well, what's so hard on her aunt and me, Doctor, is we're the only relatives Jessica has in the world. I will say this, she's been very polite and cooperative since she came home from the hospital, but she's like a stranger. And she still doesn't remember her life before the accident? No, nothing. And how can we say to her, don't you remember your mother and father died in an accident when you were 14? They, uh... I had a sailboat, a storm came up. It must have been capsized and they both drowned. You can't say those things. Is there, is there no way at all? Well, I don't know if there is a treatment that can help restore Jessica her memory. So little is known about the conscious and subconscious, it would be wicked to punish Jessica for our inability to help her. Uh... Where is she now? Oh, she's out on a bicycle. We got her a very nice one, and she's taken to riding around wherever she can find a country road. Yeah, this is a nice layout you've got. I can see for miles from this window. We keep horses and cows and chickens, but I'm retired, and it's really more of a gentleman's farm. That's uh, that's the main road, is it? Uh, the uh, the one I came up on? Yes, you have to be real careful when you pull out of our driveway. It's only a bad feature of the place. You see that line of trees there on either side? Well, they hide the corner. And there's a blind curve back there. Sometimes cars zip along at a fast clip and almost don't make it. We've had a few didn't miss the big tree opposite. Yes, I can see from this window what you mean. No, not again. It's it's Jessica. She's lying in the road. She's been hit. Dr. Curran, I'm Jessica's Aunt Emily. Oh, yes, please come in. I I was just about to make my rounds. Are you, uh, are you on your way to visit, Jessica? Doctor, it's been months and months since she was hit by that car. There doesn't seem to be any improvement. Well, there is some, not much, but some. But you have to realize Jessica has suffered two major concussions within two years, and that's bound to have its effect. It's... It's only her youth and innate strength that's saving her. From what? Saving Jessica from what? Doctors don't speculate. Uh, I I don't know whether Albert has told you, but since her mother and father died, we're the only family Jessica has. We brought her up to be a lovely young lady. And now this... Yes, but what is it you want me to do? Well... I I don't suppose anything. I know you're doing everything that can be done. Now, why don't you visit Jessica more than once a week? Oh, I've tried to, Doctor. I've tried to. In the beginning of this awful thing, I did. I'd go in there and I'd sit next to her and she'd look at me. But she doesn't know who I am. It's destroying me. Albert, he... 
She has more strength than I do. Now, Emily, suppose we both go in and visit with her together right now, huh? You and I. Oh, would you? Maybe I can learn how to cope with this from watching you. I'll uh, just tell the desk um, where I am. Oh, hello, Susan. Uh, this is Dr. Karn. I'm going to be with Jessica Worth. Uh, unless it's an emergency, please don't ring through. Oh, and, um, Susan, if Dr. Sabin calls, tell him I'll definitely be at his house for dinner tonight. Uh, thanks, Susan. Are we all set, Emily? And let's go. you brought with you? Is she a doctor, too? And now, Jessica, think. You you know your Aunt Emily is not a doctor, don't you? Aunt Emily? You came here before. I remember you because you must live a very healthy outdoor life, don't you? Your cheeks are so nice and red. Aren't her cheeks red, Dr. Curran? And why, why don't you make the effort to remember, Jessica? When am I going to get out of the hospital? I feel like I've been here all my life. Now, if you keep falling from horses and letting cars knock you off bicycles, you might as well start learning to be a nurse and stay on here in a professional capacity. Oh, do you think I could? What's her name? What's her name, the, the, the doctor you brought in there with you? Uh, Emily, Aunt Emily. Does that ring any bells? Dr. Emily, do you think my lying in bed like this, I could still study up and become a nurse? What is it? What's the matter with her? Why did she leave all of a sudden like that? Jessica, that was not a doctor. It was your Aunt Emily. Now, naturally, she's upset. You, you, you don't know her. I don't have an Aunt Emily. There's a nice-looking older man who comes to visit me quite a lot. He says he's my Uncle Albert. Well, I don't even have an Uncle Albert. Now, if you think hard, now try and think back. What can you remember? I've been sick. I know that. You told me a car hit me, and before that, I fell off a horse. I can almost remember that because you convinced me. And Jessica, now Jessica, physically you are healing just fine. I'm very pleased. The whole staff here are happy about that. You're, you're eating well, you're sleeping well. Food we give you doesn't seem to disagree with you, but your mind isn't doing as well. Because I can't remember those two people. I don't know them. Why don't you believe me? All right. Now, let's say, for the sake of argument, I do believe you. Then why are they pretending that I'm related to them? That I can't say. But but let's follow this with you. Uh, You want to play uh, questions and answers? Sure. All right. Now, what's your name? Jessica Worth. And where do you live? I'm not sure. It's just on the corner of my memory. It'll come back to me. Do you live alone or with your parents? Uh, Your mother and father? Don't ask me that. Why not, Jessica? Oh, so cold standing out here in our little dock, waiting for them. Waiting for who, Jessica? I know they'll come back. Dad's a marvelous sailor. I'm just going to wait right here, I am. See? They sent the Coast Guard out to find them, so I know nothing could have happened. Dad's a wonderful sailor, and so is Mother. So freezing, but I just can't go and leave here. Go inside. I've cooked dinner for all of us. It's keeping nice and warm for them. They want me to be here when they come back, won't they? Won't they? Jessica, Jessica, I want you to close your eyes, lean back, and try to remember something else. Yes? I'll do whatever you say. I trust you. Good. Now, you have been in this hospital two times because each time you had an accident and you came here to get well. Now, those two people, the the older man and the lady who come and visit you, they love you. And ever since your mother and father died, you, you know that, don't you, that they died, Jessica? I know that. I was 14. Yes. Well, since then, your Uncle Albert and your Aunt Emily have brought you up like their own daughter. Your Aunt Emily was your mother's sister. She never had any children. 
Well, why doesn't she come to visit me in the hospital? Well, she does come, but you upset her terribly by not recognizing her. She, she was here just now. That lady with the red face? Yes, that's who it was. Oh, I'm sorry I said that. Oh, I do wish I could remember. I'll try to. Yes, I, I want you to try. It's almost time for your supper. I'll stop in again tomorrow and we'll talk. Jessica, I'm always spending more time with you than any of my other patients. I'm I'm supposed to be at a doctor friend's at 7 o'clock sharp. I I promised him he he cooks up wonderful beef stew and it's awful when it gets cold. I feel so tired. Maybe I'll just rest a while and forget about the food. Jessica? (sighs) Jessica, can you hear me? (laughs) That girl, when she drops off, she is out like a light. What Dr. Bob Kern didn't know was that his patient would remain unconscious for the next five weeks. Jessica was fed intravenously and kept alive. When she awoke, she became a totally different personality. But more of that when I return shortly with Act Two. If you use a long-lasting nasal spray, you ought to check the package. If it has a big 12 on it, you're getting the longest-lasting relief you can get. You're using Duration Nasal Spray. Duration is different because Duration has the longest-lasting nasal decongestant. So Duration gives you up to 12 hours of relief. That's up to two to four hours longer relief than most other long-lasting nasal sprays. Look for the nasal spray with the big 12 on it. Duration. The proof is on the package. The package with the big 12 on it. For occasional use only is directed. Hi, Pat Summerall to say that True Value Hardware Stores offer a wide selection of quality master mechanic hand tools so you can choose the right tool for the project at hand. Like the 12-foot power tape rule with locking toggle blade for just 548 or the home brazing torch kit, complete with rods, fuel, and instructions for just fifteen forty-eight. Like all master mechanic tools, both are backed by the promise of satisfaction or a free replacement, and they're sold only at participating True Value hardware stores and home centers. Hi, this is Andy Williams. I learned about the importance of donating blood when my mother became ill. Although most people could qualify as donors, Many have not donated blood because they have not personally experienced the need, either for themselves or for those they care about. Presently, over 30,000 pints of blood are required in the United States every day, and the need is increasing. The balance between supply, demand, and human life depends on you, the public. Donors often respond when there is an emergency or a disaster. But blood of every group and type must be available at all times. Blood banks depend on people who are willing to give to meet the day-to-day blood needs. Donate today at a blood bank in your community. Blood is life. Let's keep it running. A public service of this station and the American Association of Blood Banks. tried to find an explanation for Jessica Worth's five-week coma. It eluded them. And then, one midnight, she awoke and called the night nurse, who immediately called Dr. Curran at home. He lost no time in arriving at Jessica's bedside. Well, young lady, this is a fine time to get your doctor out of bed. Are you the doctor? <laughs> That's a rather long sleep you had, Mrs. Rip Van Winkle. I feel fine. What's your name? Dr. Curran? Dr. Curran? You don't remember me? No. Have we met? Yes, we've met. Doctor, I'm very hungry. I'm famished. Well, it's after midnight. I'm afraid the hospital kitchen is closed. Isn't that the limit? Now, let me take your pulse, Jessica. Don't pull your hand away from me. Can't help it. It's like there's a string pulling my hand up to the back of my head. Can you move your fingers? I can't tell. Am I moving them? 
My whole hand feels numb. Yes, yes, they're they're moving. Now, j- just just relax, Jessica. By morning, your muscles may have relaxed some, and you'll be able to bring your right hand down from behind your head. I don't like this. I want to bring my right hand down right now. Would you please grab hold of my fingers and pull? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a try. Hold on. Does that hurt? I don't feel anything. I think my whole side has no feeling. All right, easy, Jessica, easy. No, no. Now, let's leave it where it is. This is too much. Why do you keep calling me Jessica? Well, I thought we were on a first-name basis. I stopped calling you Miss Worth years ago. Jessica Worth? Is that my name? (laughs) What do you think? It's a stupid name. It's not my name. What is your name? I don't know. (laughs) Isn't that dumb? can't remember, but I know it's not Jessica. Well, don't worry. It'll come to you. I'm not worried. I'm just annoyed at myself. I mean, imagine forgetting that. It's so dumb. All right. I know what I'll do. Until I remember, I'm going to call myself Tiffany. I've always liked that name. <laughs> what am I doing in this hospital? Was I in an accident? Uh, yes, several. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. Am I all right now? You seem to be. <laughs> Very much all right. Well, then I don't have to stay here. I hope not. Um, your Aunt Emily and your Uncle Albert will be so happy. I've got an aunt and an uncle? Yes. Is there anything else I don't know about myself? Well, don't think about it tonight. Well, it doesn't bother me, but it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Dr. Cullen, what's your first name? Uh, it's Bob. Do you mind if I call you Bob? No. You're real nice, and I'm glad you're my doctor. Well, I'm glad you're not upset with your short memory. Okay, uh, Tiffany, I'll come by after breakfast. Yes, well, what about my right hand up there in the back of my head? How am I going to eat? Use your left hand. Oh, of course. What's my problem? There are pianists who play with one hand and painters who've painted with one hand. Maybe it'll be fun. Uh, is there a fresh tape in my recording machine? I, I'd like to dictate some progress reports. Yes, Doctor. Good, thanks. Oh, let me see. I'd like to record some notes here. It's um, February the 13th. The case of Jessica Worth continues to be as puzzling as ever. In her alternate personality of Tiffany, for the past five years, she has been making a success of her life. In all that time, she has never once remembered she was once Jessica Worth. The partial paralysis of her right hand continues, but in spite of that handicap, she has demonstrated extraordinary artistic talent. For the past uh, 60 months, she has painted with her left hand only and has completed several hundred watercolors, uh, well over a hundred oils, which I am told are of exceptional quality. She lives on the farm with her uncle and... Oh. Uh, yes. You who? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Put it through, please, nurse. Uh, Emily. Emily, how are you? What? Well, when did this happen? Okay. All right, I'll get there as fast as I can drive. Doctor, I never thought I'd be seeing the inside of this hospital again. Neither did I, Albert. Now, Emily, Emily, please don't worry. For no reason. She just fainted dead away. One minute, Tiffany was laughing and talking about buying some more canvases. The next thing, we couldn't wake her up. Uh, How is she? Uh, Jessica, uh, Tiffany is under 24-hour observation. Oh, the poor girl. It's so sad to think she's off again. Does anybody know how long she'll be out like this? And now I suggest that both of you go back to the farm. I'll be seeing Jessica, Tiffany every day, and if there are any changes, believe me, you'll be the first to know. Tiffany? Tiffany, can you hear me? It's... It's it's Bob. Hello, Doctor Bob. Tiffany, huh? Good girl, you're awake. I must have just dropped off. Did you get to your doctor friends in time for dinner last night? You didn't let the beef stew get cold, did you? What? 
I said... I know, I know, I know. I heard you, Tiffany, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. Why are you calling me Tiffany? You know my name. Yes, I... I know your name. You are Jessica Worth. You've come back. What do you mean, come back? Where was I? I wish I knew. How's your right hand? I don't know. Is there something wrong with it? I've got it under the covers. Here it is, if you want to look at it. Can you move it behind your head and then down again? I guess so. Welcome home, Jessica. Will you please tell me what's happened? I will, Jessica, I promise. But today I want you to rest. I'll, uh, I'll be here tomorrow. But this isn't my room. I remember my room in the hospital very well. Why did you have me move? I'll try to explain everything tomorrow. In the meantime, all I can say is... I'm very glad to see you again. <laughs> Albert, uh, Emily, I didn't want to tell you this over the phone, but before we go into Jessica's room, you know, expect to find another change in her. For the better. I think so. I hope so. She isn't Tiffany anymore, is she? Well, is, is that true? Yes. Emily, how did you know? Because he said Jessica's room. She's not uh, Tiffany anymore? Uh, that's right. Well, are you ready? Good. Let's go in. I brought just one a color of Tiffany's with me. I thought if I was holding it, maybe she'd wake up, you know. And now she is awake. And she's Jessie. Jessica, look who's come along to visit you. Hello, Jessie. How are you? I'm all right. I had a really good sleep last night, and that's two nights in a row. <gasps> Uncle Albert and Emily, what's happened to you both? No, nothing. Everything's fine. It's because of me, isn't it? You've been worried about me. I, I can see it in your faces. Oh, Uncle, you've got so many more lines in your face in just a few days. And Aunt Emily, my dearest Aunt Emily, come over here, both of you. Let me put my arms around you. Dr. Bob, I want to go home. Is there any reason why I can't? I don't think so, Jessica. We'll run a few tests, and maybe by the end of the week, you can be discharged. What's happened to them? They've grown so old, looking almost overnight. How do you feel? Something terrible has happened to them, and you're hiding it from me. And, Bob, when did you start wearing glasses? Uh, the things that happen overnight. Jessica, it isn't overnight. It's been five years. For five years, you were another person. I was? Yes, yes. You took the name of Tiffany. I was somebody else? And then, a month ago, Tiffany, who lived in your body, she fainted and went into a coma. She was in a coma for a month. And yesterday, the person who came out of the coma was me, Jessica Worth? Is that time you were Tiffany all blank? I've lost... Five years. Tiffany painted this. Tiffany painted Jessica, this. Jessica, Jessica, no. This was the work of a dead woman. Oh, Bob. Why is it getting dark? What's happening? Bob, I can't see you. I'm here, Jessica. I'm right here. What's happening to me? I can't see a thing. Have you transcribed the tape I made last week on Jessica Worth? Yes, Doctor. Uh, I am going to dictate an additional paragraph into the machine now, so would you add it to the previous report, please? Yes, Doctor. Oh, what's the date today? Oh, yes, it's uh, March, March the 10th, 
Um, further developments in the Jessica Worth case. Uh, tests reveal increasing deterioration of patient's eyesight. Claims sight comes through the top of her head. Have secured cooperation of Professor Henry Anglin, specialist in clairvoyance field, to examine Jessica. I'm particularly concerned her claims are not hysteria-induced. Professor Anglin, I thought you and I and Dr. Curran would enjoy our meeting here in the garden. It's the first of May and the flowers are out. It'd be a shame to miss all this by being indoors. Well, well, Miss Worth, does your aunt take care of all these flowers? Well, I help. I love to help. Colors and how well nature blends them always amazes me. I mean, look at those orange daylilies, how well they go with the pink roses and the black irises, the raspberry poppies. And wait till the annuals come out. I mean, do you know anybody who would dare mix colors like that? Bob, is Miss Worth saying that she can see those flowers? Even though she's totally blind? That's exactly what she's saying. I have the distinct feeling that the impressions I get come through the top of my head. I see. Well, then, let's begin some uh, preliminary tests, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. As you sit here, can you tell me what is in your sightless field of vision? Uh, Jessica, the professor means uh, what can you see? Well, a little to the left, below us, is the well. The bucket has come off the wheel and has fallen to the ground behind the well. It's lying on its side and there's a frog inside the bucket. And all of that, the bucket and the frog, is on the far side of the well. I see it very clearly. And further down, there's the brook and a mother duck with three, well, no, four little ones climbing out right now. Mm-hmm. Bob, would you uh, please walk down to the well and let us know what you find? I'm glad to. Now, I'll give you a shout. And it's worth, we with our sight cannot see through the well or around it or inside that bucket. Also, the land drops away so sharply the brook isn't visible or the, the mother duck or her brood. But can you see the ducks now, Professor? Yes, yes I can. How many are there? Uh, a larger one and four ducklings behind it. Uh, Professor Anglin. Oh, yes, Bob. There is a bucket back here, and it is lying on its side, just as Jessica said it was. And there's a frog inside it. All right, come on back. I'm sorry to have put you to all this trouble. Trouble? This could be fantastic. It, it really could. I'm going to suggest to your aunt and uncle that we take more time and run tests quite scientifically. Is there a place where I could set up some equipment and we wouldn't be disturbed? Well, I'm sure they'll let us use the barn. Now, listen, I know that I can see for miles around. For instance, there's an airport about 20 miles away, I think, and I can see the airplanes on that field and their colors and the hangars and even that um, red stocking thing that tells which way the wind is blowing. When you see, Jessica, how do you feel? As if the whole top of my head is on fire. There's so much light that comes into my head, it almost burns me. And everything is very clear. Clearer than I remember it when I could see with my two eyes. Jessica, I think you ought to know that the nearest airport, if you go in any direction, is 55 miles away. We have altered some names and dates. The tale of Jessica Worth's other personalities and astral vision did happen. Not only was there a Dr. Bob Kern and a Professor Anglin, but dozens of investigators to probe the mystery of Jessica's paranormal powers. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Things. Spray and wash gets out. What America gets into. In Texas, we get in a big thing. Big barbecue stays. Spray and wash gets out. What America gets into. Mississippi Love. New England Chowder. Kentucky Bluegrass. Spray and wash gets out. What America gets into. Spray and wash even showed Missouri. 
do doctors recommend to avoid constipation? These days, doctors stress the importance of fiber in the diet. Food fiber that helps the system regulate itself naturally. Metamucil is the laxative made from natural fiber. No chemical stimulants. So for occasional constipation, doctors recommend Metamucil more often than any other laxative. The way to overcome constipation is the natural way. But if not nature, Metamucil. Read label and follow directions. Before you fit into our uniform, you'll run a hundred miles. You'll strengthen muscles you never knew you had. And you'll study things you've never studied before. Then you'll fit the dress blues uniform of the United States Marine. Maybe you can be one of us. The few, the proud, the Marines. If you're a retailer, you need customer traffic now. Radio is the hot traffic builder. This station will tell you how the right message, the right promotion, the right schedule can make your sales grow fast. Every day, radio reaches more adults than newspapers, TV, or magazines. So get radio sending the people your way. Heat up customer traffic and sales now. Radio, it's red hot. Get more facts. Call this station or the Radio Advertising Bureau. They brought you this message. Jessica Worth, a girl with more than one identity who inexplicably loses her sight and then claims paranormal ability to see near and far, was the problem confronting Professor Anglin and Dr. Robert Kern. So they arranged a series of tests to discover the validity and secret of Jessica's unusual powers. <laughs> I really have to laugh, Bob. If any of my associates at the university were to see me now setting up a test laboratory in a barn... Well, not every scientist has livestock as his observers. Um, well, Jessica, are you, uh, are you ready for another go at the tests? You're the doctor. Well, this is a tedious business. It takes time. We've been at it for two weekends, but I, I think it's worth it. All right, now, Miss Worth, I've prepared this envelope. It has writing inside it. It is sealed and placed inside a double-thickness silver foil envelope. Would you take it, please? Thank you. Now, if you would hold it to your forehead and tell me the contents, if you can. It says, when moving forward towards the discovery of the unknown, the scientist is like a traveler who reaches higher and higher summits from which he sees in the distance new countries to explore. Louis Pasteur. Is she correct, Professor? A uh, quotation from uh, Louis Pasteur? Of course. Why didn't I think of that before? What? Miss Worth isn't reading what's in the envelope. She's reading my mind. Is that what I'm doing? I knew what was written there. But I actually saw the words on a piece of paper, folded four times. Well, how were they written? Did you recognize the handwriting? It wasn't by hand. It was on a typewriter. What kind of type? Big, little? Funny kind of type, like italics, sort of slanting. And Louis Pasteur was written in capital letters. All right, we'll see. I don't think so. I do not think so. But it is, Professor. Exactly as Jessica said it was. Slanting type. <laughs> I think I have a way of proving once and for all whether the subject is relying on telepathy or clairvoyance. How about tomorrow, everybody? Right here? There's a fresh tape around here somewhere. Oh, here we are. That's good. All right. Now, um, further report on tests for paranormal powers believed possessed by Jessica Worth. Professor Anglin is almost convinced. Today he brought an envelope containing a page he had ripped from an old congressional record. He, he hadn't looked at it, so had no idea what it contained. Jessica put the envelope to her head and read it. I made a tape of what she said, and later we compared it. She had not made one mistake. Next, Anglin wants to test Jessica for astral projection, the ability to see events at great distances. 
Her uncle and aunt are driving south for a few weeks, so we might set up the laboratory in the house. Hello? Uh, Jessica, what is it? I saw it. It was awful. Well, well, what was? Where are you? All right, Jessica. Now, please, please calm down so I can understand you. Now, what There's accident? There's glass everywhere. She's been thrown clear, and I don't think she's hurt that badly, but Uncle Albert. Oh, God. Why doesn't somebody go for an ambulance? But your uncle and aunt are driving down to Florida. There's a sign on the road, but I can't make it out. It's so dark. Jessica, Jessica, do you hear me? Now, listen. Put your outside light on. I, I'm leaving for the farmhouse right now. Do you understand? I'm on my way. Ambulance came, and they took Uncle Albert and Aunt Emily away. I don't think he was wearing his safety belt. You saw all this, Jessica? Yes. I was asleep. Uh, suddenly, I heard a car crash. I actually heard it. They were on a road in Maryland. I saw the whole thing. Jessica, Jessica, listen to me. You're not to think about it anymore, do you hear? Yes. Good. Now, what, what's the time? Soon it'll last to three. All right, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll call the chief of the... It's, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll answer it. Hello? Yes, it's me, Emily. Dr. Curran. I happen to be over at the farm. Yes? Yes. Uh, but, but you're you're all right, huh? But Emily, look, uh, let, let me come down and get you, all right? They will? Uh, tonight? Tomorrow. All right, huh? I'll break the news. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, goodbye. Uncle Albert is dead. I think so. I, I don't think they've told her yet. He fell asleep and they, they ran off the road. Emily says she wasn't hurt. Some friends are driving them back up here. Being able to see so much and so far is a curse. It really is. I'm so tired. I think I'll just close my eyes. Jessica, why don't you go up to bed? Huh? Jessica? Jessica, do you, do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Jessica? Uh, Tiffany? And who might you be? I'm Dr. Robert Curran. Dr. Curran. Yes, Bob Curran. I've been treating you. Whatever for? What's the matter with me that I should need treatment? Well, Professor Anglin, Jessica has a new psyche, and it's called Lorna. She appeared the night her uncle Albert was killed. Like the others, she has no memory of anything that preceded her appearance. Yes, but what happened? You mean the girl no longer has any paranormal powers? Well, she isn't Jessica any longer. We have to accept that. She she has no control over the various people that she becomes. What brings it on? I'm afraid that would take years of study. Who is she now? Well, it's Lorna, a name we both liked. So, she is Lorna. Did I hear someone mention my name? Oh, I was coming to see you, Dr. Curran. Oh, sorry. Didn't know you had company. Oh, um, Professor Anglin, uh, Lorna Worth. I, uh, uh, how do you do? You'll forgive my ignorance, but what are you a professor of? <laughs> the supernormal, the supernatural, any manifestations of that type. How fascinating. You must tell me about it sometime. In the meantime, Dr. Curran, I'm clearing out that room with its hideous watercolors and oils, and I'm chucking them out. Where do you throw the trash? Now, Lorna, you will do no such thing. I'm warning you. I won't. Are you telling me what to do? We'll see about that. Lorna! Lorna, stop! Stop that! Do you hear? Lorna, oh, let go of me! These eyesores offend me! Yeah, that may be, but they are not your property. Now, no, stop it, Lorna! Let me stop go. it! Say it! Oh, hit me. Hit me. Don't hit me, Kemp, Who are you? Who are you? What's your name? I'm Dr. Bob Curran. Bob? Bobby? Uh-huh. Bobby. And what's yours? No. You don't 
remember your name. Well, we'll just have to give you a name, won't we? How about Margaret? It is three weeks since Jessica Worth has surfaced as a very little girl. Only in thought and voice, for it is always Jessica's body. We decided, she and I, to call her Margaret, a name she approved of. All through these many manifestations, Jessica's Aunt Emily has been the rock of Gibraltar. I suppose it helps soothe the pain of losing her husband because there's no telling which girl she may find at breakfast in the morning. Bob, we have a problem. Emily, that is the understatement of the century. Are the four Jessicas becoming too much for you? You know, I've taken to locking the room where Tiffany kept her paintings because of Lorna. Now, yesterday, neither of them was here, only little Margaret. I sent her into the kitchen for a glass of milk, and when she didn't come back, I went looking for her. At the top of the stairs... There was Lorna trying to get into the room at those paintings. I'm afraid I screamed at her, and she became Tiffany. Well, when did this start, the the girl switching identities so quickly? Just a few days ago. I'd be talking with Jessica, and Tiffany would answer me. Emily, you must be some kind of a catalyst. Something about you that makes these different personalities appear so quickly. Uh, And does any of them know the other three exist? Uh, No. None of them does, no. I'd like to find a way for them to accept one another so they could all live peacefully together. Delicious dinner. <laughs> As Emily told me, it would be. Thank you. Did you did you always like to cook? Mm, even before I was a teenager. How about when your mother and father were alive? I used to cook for them all the time. My mother taught me. It's a great talent. <laughs> the last vacation that summer, mother and dad went out sailing and never came back. You remember, I told you. I cooked every day. I loved that. Jessica... You know, that's the first time you've talked about your mother and father without going to pieces. I'm sure you've been aware of the strange lapses in time. Either you suddenly go to sleep or the seasons change. You you know that. I know it. I know it. There are three other Jessicas beside yourself. There's a little girl called Margaret and two about your own age. One called Tiffany and and the other called Lorna. You are four people. It's hard for anyone to live with that. It's hard for Aunt Emily. But I don't know anything about those other Jessicas. What can I do? Well, you four are going to start writing letters to each other. That way you may get to know who you all are. Jessica, Lorna, Tiffany, and Margaret. You mean I would write to the me that's Lorna? Yes, and she would write to you about her life, what she does with it, what she thinks. And Then I'd ask Tiffany to write to you, and you write to her as she paints. And Lorna would write to her, and she'd write back. Like we're all separate people. Yes, well, now, now, it could happen, Jessica, that one by one, these other personalities could leave you. On the other hand, nobody knows. Others could turn up. But I think if you get to know each other, you could learn from each other and maybe even enjoy each other's company. I'd like to try. Jessica, you are one of those very unusual people who has more than one life crowded into that one brain. I hope this works. It will. If all of you wanted to. And what about those psychic powers I had, the seeing things in my mind, far away and and letters hidden? Can I give all that up? I don't want that power. Perhaps if you don't use it, Jessica, it too will go to sleep. I hope so. And will you be around in case... Well, in case I need you? Oh, I certainly shall. 
I wouldn't miss how all this turns out for anything in the world. There it is. Names, places, and dates changed, but the young woman of many personalities and psychic powers is a matter of record. As for Dr. Bob Kern, there's an interesting fact about him. He stayed a bachelor. Perhaps his interest in the case was just scientific, although I suspect maybe he was waiting for the others to leave forever so he could propose to Jessica. He did love her, you know. I'll be back shortly. Like Minute Maid orange juice, some things never change. Fathers, you know, Amy, after your tonsils come out, I'll give you all the ice cream you want. And kids. Really? What would you give me for my appendix? The great taste of Minute Maid orange juice is never going to change. It's always 100% pure. And we'll be making that same delicious taste when your kids have kids. Hi, I'm Charlie Daniels, and I'm very concerned about hunger in our world. Every minute, 21 children die because they don't have enough to eat. There is enough food to go around for everybody. What's needed now is for each of us to care enough to get involved in this issue. Now, I know you care. What can you do? Write politicians about your concern and support hunger organizations. Thank you. For further information, write Impact on Hunger, 145 East 49th Street, New York, New York, 10017. of us who find the one personality we were born with enough of a burden can sympathize with a person crammed with unlimited personalities. That is, if we believe that possible. Conan Doyle, who was a doctor and held a scalpel before he held a pen, once said, there is an old maxim of mine that when you have excluded the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Our cast included Marion Selvis, Joan Shea, Paul Hecht, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Well, friends, oh, hello, Harry. You caught me just as I was leaving. You're not going anywhere. What's this about bankruptcy? <laughs> Whatever gave you there? What happens to me... I'm out in the cold. Broke. You looted the assets. Even my 50000 Oh. WKBN, Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs>